absolute Halloween degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and uh, this is a very, very special episode. It's our Halloween episode, our first one, Saxy. First Halloween special ever, I and I hope that you got Reese's back there. I do. I always have Reese's. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, chocolate and peanut butter and a little bit of black magic. Hmm, that's right. We are going to be talking about black magic. We have High Priestess Astrid with us. We were talking uh, last week, actually, with High Priestess Astrid, who was a very hyper-knowledgeable uh, source about black magic and who may or may not be able to help my Minnesota Vikings in this coming season or future years. You know, I'm not saying this season necessarily. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag here, but I think that I think that we may have some uh, good juju working for us coming up here, Arch. Am I right? I think so. Good or bad juju. One of the, we're oh, not, okay. You're going to have juju working for you. <laughs> All right, DJs. Well, check out our chat with High Priestess Astrid as she explains black magic and how his DJs can benefit from having a little more Satan in our lives. Well, I, I do have some just general questions, I think, up at the top here for just for you in general, more just about like how you got into uh, into black magic and how, um, you know, what was your journey kind of, you know, I was actually born into it. Wonderful. Um, my family is all practicing black magic. Um, huh. We trace back our lineage pretty far. Wow. Um, we go back. We can trace back our ancestral witchcraft to about 300 years. Whoa. Our, um, we have a grimoire that is dated around like 215 years old. Wow. So, Holy yeah. <laughs> Some old, old books. And uh, yeah, yeah my, my ancestors really cataloged everything they found. And um, I always had like a little study part after school. You know, I have a traditional mm -hmm. education. Um, yeah. But there was also that side education that was really important to my parents. And for my siblings and, you know, and yes. now I'm, now I have my, my underling is my niece right now. Oh, she okay. is 14 and she is of age. And, uh, so I am mentoring her and she is showing so much promise and so much talent. And, uh, it's something that is very lovingly passed through the family. Okay. And you were mentioning some of these, uh, tomes, some of these, uh, you know, uh, books of knowledge that you have, uh, are these, some of the things that are passed down in the family, or are these things that, um, you know, as a practitioner of black magic that you have, uh, th that are kind of known, uh, in the community? No, grimoires are specific to family. Okay. Um, so a grimoire is a private book for a family. Um, and it's not owned by, it's always given to the eldest person in the family that is a mm -hmm. practitioner. And after they die, it's passed on. So right now, my my grandmother um, had it, and she passed it on when she passed away to her youngest sister. So my great aunt has it right now. Okay. Very and uh, the whole family has access to it, um, but it is a really big no-no to share grimoires uh -huh. um, unless you have permission through. And most of the time, grimoires are only shared through marriage. So... As you marry within the black magic community, a lot of times through marriage, things will open up to be shared between the communities. But there has to be some type of sacred bond, like a marriage, that allows that grimoire to be shared. Do grimoires die with fam like some? Uh, do they die with some people? Like if there's nobody to pass it on to, are they buried with it? Is the book destroyed? What's the procedure? The book is destroyed if there's no one to pass it to. Unless they take on an apprentice that's non-family, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times so you have no one to pass it on to because it is such a beauty and wealth of knowledge. You'll take on an apprentice as a non-family member um, that will be gifted the grimoire and help you carry on that legacy. 
Um, but if there is absolutely no one, I mean, occasionally they have popped up in like weird estate sales and, mm. you know, there's a few that have been published. Um, but it's really, really rare because they are such treasures. And that's that, that's so cool. That's so cool. The history that stands with that. And um, now you were saying that, uh, you know, like you have apprentice, uh, an apprentice yourself, and I'm sure you were an apprentice at one time. Um, oh, and yeah. So do you, uh, is it is it, you know, that you want to keep that within the family pretty much because, uh, you know, the grimoire is for the family and it's, you know, it's 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 all within the family or are I mean, it sounded like there is means to uh, bring in someone who's not necessarily blood into this. Is that correct? So we're of the firm belief that you're either born a witch or you're not. Okay. Um, unfortunately, there are some people that have a witch bloodline that they're unaware of or have lost their connection to. Um, and those people are ideal for passing on if you don't have somebody. Um, there are certain people that, you know, they are adopted or they lose contact with their family or their family falls apart for some reason. They'll oftentimes seek out a coven and be adopted into a coven because they have that bloodline. But if you can't prove your bloodline, it's very difficult. Got it. Is there, is there a way to test if you don't know, you know, and if, if, there's, there's, if there's no way to <laughs> yeah, look back, yeah. if you don't have a way to look back into the records of your family or something like that, or you were adopted and you wanted to know, like, you know, hey, what's, what is my lineage? Is there, is there a test that you can do or something that you can do to like check and see what your aptitude is? You know, a lot of witches, I, there, there is no like, they clear positive test, but uh, a lot of witches have HR negative blood. Oh, HR negative. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's something interesting to know. Well, I, I, I guess my aptitude is low right now, for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. And if, if you, you know, when you're little, if you have an aptitude for it, you will, you'll notice things, you'll have dreams, you'll have, you'll feel like a little piece of you is missing. And for those people that experience that little piece of the missing, my heart goes out to them so badly because, you know, they're missing part of their ancestral heritage and their birthright. Yeah. So they're often adopted into coven. And we have our own ways of testing. I see. You, you have your ways of knowing. Well, and kind of similar to that, I was kind of curious, um, you know, if someone is using black magic, you know, is, is there a way to tell if someone is influencing a situation or something that's happening in front of your eyes? Are, 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 uh, how would one be able, or is there even a way to tell if something is, is happening with regards to black magic in any given situation uh, at all? The best, the best thing to do with that is to get a witch that's experienced with black magic. Okay. Um, we all need a signature. Um, we can feel each other's signatures. Um, you can protect that with barriers and blockers to help hide your magic, but an experience which can still find your signature. Um, other than that, you know, so if you may think that you're under the influence of dark magic or somebody has done something to you, my best advice is to seek out an experience witch and ask them to look for that signature. And a witch is, if they're a good witch and they're not just out for profit some will just tell you everyone they're cursed um <laughs> but, it works yeah but you know if you're if you're not out for profit the curses we take very seriously and you know because some people are cursed that do not deserve it mm. and especially if it's an undeserved curse we can we can feel the witch's intentions behind it um so i've had people come to me and ask me to remove curses and i've been like oh my gosh you're you're such a wonderful spirit. You're absolutely. And then I've come across people that have asked me to remove curses and I'm like, you know what? No, 
<laughs> you you deserve what you have right now, and I'm not going to mess with that person's magic. I see. How would we know if we're we're actually be under the influence of black magic versus just having really, really bad luck? Like <laughs> <laughs> I guess that an experience which can tell okay, you. Okay. Um but I would say uh dreams about snakes are really, really common. Hmm. Um when you're under the influence, snakes are very sacred to us and uh also the familiar of your witch um will be a constant thing that is around you that you will see frequently do you know what a familiar is uh is it no not i don't just uh, just in video games that's all i know what what is a familiar yeah Yeah. a familiar is an animal that is uh, like a lot of people feel like they have a spirit animal Um, a lot of witches will actually have a familiar that they train with that animals can be really conducive to helping with magic. Um, and at a certain age, when you come into it, you are given a familiar by your family and it's always an animal and your familiar will pop up in dreams that people have that you have cursed or that you've done things to your familiar will be a part of that. Familiars can be anything from snakes to cats to birds, owls. There's some common choices. I see. Do you, do you have a familiar? I do. Oh, is it? Are you able to share that, or so that's something that you like uh, that that you don't want uh, people to know because it could be a uh, an earmark of uh, your work. Um, you know, I I don't mind. My familiar is a cat. Okay. Um, and he has been with me for. 21 years whoa and he is i know i'm i know i'm very very close to to losing him but he is my familiar when when he passes what happens you have to train a new familiar when he passes his spirit will come to me in a new familiar oh okay and that familiar will present itself to me um it's kind of like a recognition between the two i don't know what form my new familiar will come Mm. in but it'll be his spirit and it's always like an animal form. It's uh, always an animal form. Got it, got it, got it. Very cool. So. Uh, you know, I had I have some other just kind of general kind of magic-related questions here uh, for you. So I'm not ultra-familiar, but somewhat familiar with a little bit of some of the Wiccan law of return or uh, rule of three. You know, the idea that whenever oh, you yeah. uh, we put something out into the world, it comes back at you threefold. Is that something that is at all a part of this? And does that affect, is that something that, you know, maybe something you'd be concerned about, or are you more of an intermediary kind of, and it's, you know, both sides are the ones who are kind of uh, getting threefold of something coming at them? The rule of three is very real for Wiccan. Uh-huh. Um, Cause Wiccans use earth magic, moon magic, universe magic, mm-hmm. nature magic. Um, uh, they don't use sacrificial magic. Uh, um, so a lot of times to offset the rule of three, a black magic practitioner will give a sacrifice to themselves. Um, and oftentimes that is a blood sacrifice. I see. And um, so then also you uh, in, in the magic that you do when you are, um, you know, working uh, with your clients, et cetera, uh, you are um, it, you have to sacrifice an animal periodically. I'm, I'm, is this true? No, you don't oh. have to. Oh. So there are people that do sacrifice animals. Um, oh. I happen to be a bleeding heart for animals and. <sighs> Um, it is true that, uh, especially for, for balance of life and death or extreme sickness, mm-hmm. um, there has to be death involved. Um, I don't offer those type of spells. 
Got it. Um, so if somebody comes to me and asks me, you know, I, I want a death spell or I want to make somebody incredibly, incredibly ill, um, I won't perform that because that that means that I have to kill something that right. did not deserve to die for mm. your purposes. And I don't, I don't know this person. I don't know your intention. Um, is it capable to murder somebody through magic? Absolutely it is. Um, but it takes a great sacrifice and it takes a lot of darkness into you that is very difficult to get rid of. Mm. Um, so that's not a path that I venture. In your day-to-day, just normal spells that you do offer, are there risks associated with it? I take them into myself. Um, I have, as we talked earlier, uh, me and Arch talked about the fact that I have um, entities that I work with mm-hmm. that help shelter some of that for me and help protect my clients. Um, I would never offer anything to anybody that would be harmful or detrimental to them or would come back and bad karma for them in any way. Um, if you're not able to take that into yourself and you're not experienced enough, you shouldn't be offering those services. And so there's no risk to one of us who does business no. with you. No. And if I felt like you were ever at risk, that is a thing that I would tell you that I'm just not going to do for you. Mm-hmm. For example, I had somebody ask me uh, last week to uh, mark a friend of theirs with a demonic symbol. Um, and I said, absolutely not. Um, it does sound like a very be- good friend. <laughs> it, it was because their friend didn't believe in magic. Oh. And they wanted me to mark them with a demonic symbol um, for 24 hours to prove that the magic was real. And I was like, well, first off, I'm, I'm not in the business of proving right. my religious beliefs. Um, but secondly, that can be incredibly dangerous. Um, no matter how benign the spirit is I link you to, you have no experience with it. It could possess you. It could stay with you. Whenever you have a marking on your body, you're inviting it in like you're becoming a vessel or a temple for it. And that can be very dangerous. So I have, I have cases often where I have to tell people that's, that's not something I feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm for custom spells because I do offer custom spells and uh, you know, cause a lot of times there's something off that's off the menu that somebody needs. And <laughs> a lot of times it's great and it's wonderful and I'm able to help, but sometimes it's a little, little too eccentric for my taste. Well, let's get, let's get right to the heart of the matter here. Can black magic help a gambler like Saxie and myself get Absolutely. an advantage? Absolutely. You know, I have customers that come to me often that are, either online gamblers or in casinos or do sports betting like you guys do. And they truly believe it gives them a great advantage. Um, there is a lot of blessings to be had. black magic is a very giving magic. Um, and it, it doesn't mean that if you are desperate, like going to lose your house, you should buy one of my spells and be like, let's bet it all because, right. you know, like, Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> if I could give you winning lottery numbers, I wouldn't be on Etsy. Right. <laughs> um, so keep it within the realm of like reasonable expectations, but it can give you quite a significant boost. How would that work? Like, would like, let's say I want to bet a basketball game tonight. Would yeah. it give me insight into who's going to win, or would it actually would who I want to win actually come true? You would want to tell me who you want to win. Yes. And you'd want to send me photographs of the team and you want to give me the time. And if you were able to, on your end, lighting any candle and just being mindful of what you're doing, 
while you're watching that game can significantly help because you're you're taking in that blessing in a very positive manner. Fire is very powerful and intention is very powerful. So if you're incredibly desperate for them to win, black magic is going to repel from you like a bipolar magnet. It's going to hate you. But if you're in a good place and you have good clarity and you have good mindfulness, it's going to latch on to you in a very beautiful way. And your outcome is pretty strong. Wow. I think Saxy's going to want to talk to you after the show about some, some of his teams. Yeah, yeah. I have, I, have, I have an entire organization that's based out of Minnesota that, uh, that, that could use a, a, a change in luck. But I, I don't know if, uh, if that's too much. If they are too negative of a bipolar magnet there uh, in, in their situation. Because there's a lot of people hoping that uh, the Minnesota Vikings can turn it around here one of these years. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, so... <laughs> Oh, I, I will. We'll, we'll be talking offline later. <laughs> Definitely. So, so you mentioned the candle stuff. We have to light a candle and kind of focus. Yeah. Oh. You don't have you don't have to. But I do recommend, especially when you're when you're asking for stronger spells that include something like a large team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is very helpful. I also invite some of my clients to join me spiritually while I'm casting. Um, I cast at strange hours. So you have to be awake for them. Um, but I invite you to spiritually join. Like I have some people that I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm going to start casting your spell now. If you'd like to spiritually join me by lighting the candle briefly and just meditating on the outcome that you would like from this, that you are very welcome to do so. Um, I feel like that's a very special connection. And I think it's a wonderful thing to offer. That's what we do here in this realm. Mm-hmm. If we enter into a deal with you and we die, what, what are we expected to uh, join up with Satan or Lucifer? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, procuring services from a witch like myself um, is in no way indenturing you to a lifelong servitude in hell or anything like that. Um, you are using my services and I am the person that is paying your prices. Oh, so. You I give see. me something monetary, but I give you something spiritual that I take into myself. Mm. You're going to have to have a lot of spirit to take on the amount of Vikings-related debts that I'm going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Oh, my goodness. Well, I look forward to it. Absolutely. are always wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when we do with Bart, I mean, you know, growing up in a Catholic household and Catholic church and all that, we're always told time and time again, you can pray for anything you want, but God doesn't always answer your prayers, which for me was like never answered my prayers. <laughs> um, how is black magic and, and all that? How is that different, different from Christianity? You said it's a very giving magic. It's a very giving magic. Um, so when it comes to prayers, um, when we're talking about things like Satan, um, Satan is a giver. Um, he is a hard one to win over. He's, he's, he's fickle. Um, he wants to have a show of dedication, a show that you're a true believer. But if you accept that into your heart as a personal thing for you and a lifestyle, he is incredibly giving. Um, he's the God of lust, greed, our selfish desires are are things that you know god tells you no 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 and he says yes 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 yeah i like that (laughs) yeah 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 it sounds like my kind of guy (laughs) 
Uh, so, uh, what about you personally? I, have you made an enemy of God in your work? You think? I don't believe I've made an enemy of God. Um, I believe that God is real. Obviously, um, if I believe that Satan is real, I believe that God is real. Um, I don't go out of my way to blaspheme him or to do anything to incur anger. Um, but I do serve one master, and that would be Satan. Are you worried about hell? I'm not. Um, <laughs> so everyone in my family um, that has passed away, um, you know how on the other side of things where a Christian will have a near-death experience and come back and say, I saw a glimpse of heaven and it was so beautiful. It was so wonderful. Mm -hmm. I've had family members that are like me that subscribe to the Luciferian beliefs and satanic and necronomic Bible and everything. And they come back and they say the same thing. The darkness is so beautiful. Mm. The darkness feels like this beautiful embrace of beauty and overwhelming presence of joy. Well, you know, it's interesting. I know that in uh, certain sects of Christian faith, I know I was raised in Orthodox uh, faith, but um, it was once described to us that the difference between heaven and hell is a place that is separated by people who love God and people who don't. It's just an yeah. existence, of, a plane of existence separated like that. And this sounds like, you know, you're, you're in a place where you're around people who are like-minded or uh, it's, exactly. a, and it's, and it's a beautiful place to you. It's a beautiful place to us. And I think when you dedicate your life to serving a higher power, I believe that, you know, when you spend eternity with them, that you are happy with what you have chosen um, because that's, that's what you've been searching for and that's what you've been climbing towards your whole life. Mm -hmm. So when you finally reach that pinnacle and it comes that time, I'm, I'm not afraid of death or what waits for me on the other side. I, I believe that there's a lot of beauty and a lot of wonder that awaits me. And I've helped a lot of people, and I've done that through my belief in Satan. And I think that I have, just as Christians say, laid up treasures in heaven. I believe I've laid up treasures in hell. Mm. So Mark Twain said you want to go to heaven for the climate, but you want to go to hell for the company. <laughs> See, we are, we are a little more interesting, I think. Yeah, this I think, is true. I think so. I think so. <laughs> So it's not the fire and the brimstone that they wrote about, you know, centuries ago. Now, okay, so there is a difference between getting to hell because you subscribe to worshiping Satan and getting to hell because you are a horrible human being. Um, Satan does have a side of punishment. Um, he is there to exact vengeance on certain people for certain things that are unforgivable. Um, and there are things that are outside of his realm. Um, I believe that certain people that do certain things will end up in a horrible place and he will take joy in that. Like uh, murderers or rapists, that kind? Murderers, or? rapists, pedophiles, people okay. of that. Okay, okay. Collection. But people that like to drink, do drugs, gamble, things like that. We're okay, no. right? We're okay. no. Okay. You guys are fine. Okay. Just check. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, that you already knew it was both of us, not just Arch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I hope that wasn't too presumptuous. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You was dead on. <laughs> Does Satan just exist in that side of the, the, you know, the ethereal plane, or is he here? Because the Bible makes some interesting quotes about Satan, and they call him the god of this world. 
He's the ruler yeah. of this world. Is, is Satan here in this realm, or does he just is he just always behind the scenes in the ethereal plane? Satan is here in this world. He has influence over this world. He was given this world to, um, if we go back to the book of Job, um, I think in order to practice black magic, you also really have to look into Christianity. And if we look at the book of Job, you know, God kind of offers Job up as a sacrificial lamb to be tested by Satan. And, you know, he tells him he's my most loyal follower. He'll take anything you want from him. Make this man's life a living hell and, and he will never turn on me. And that's exactly what Satan does. He takes his riches, his land, his family, his children, his, he gives him leprosy, um, you know, and then God restores it all to him. But, you know, Satan is the ruler of this world. So mm. we're also dealing with a God that gambles with his most beloved follower. <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> beloved, quote, unquote, beloved. <laughs> beloved. Is the Bible pretty accurate, you would say, in your worldview, or is it just full of just, is it full of the devil, just, or the God slandering the devil? I think the Bible has a lot to teach. There are a lot of things that can be garnered from the Bible. Um, I believe that some of the stories are more parables um, than completely factual. Um, but that's for everyone to make their own decisions. And I, I highly encourage anybody who has questions or wants to know more to go to a local bookstore or go on Amazon and pick up a copy of the Necronomic and you're not going to go to hell for reading it. Um, God even says in the Bible that he wants you to, to explore and to choose and you have that freedom. That's what he's given you. So if you ever have those questions, pick up a copy of it for yourself or get it on audio and just, you know, kind of. See how it feels or see, see what the difference is. Okay. Yeah. How, how, how accurate is the Bible about the end times? Is there going to be an antichrist and all that, the, the, the tribulations, the rapture, all that stuff? So yes, there's supposed to be the, the rapture is supposed to happen. Um, there will be an antichrist. Um, and, but the Bible and my beliefs are a lot different about how it all ends at the great war. Um, there will be a great war um, in the Bible. God wins, and in the Necronomic, He doesn't. So there's two sides to that. So there's going to be a great war here on this plane between good and evil. Christ is going to come back, and and all that yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. hmm. There will be a war between good and evil. The angels will come down. The demons will rise up, and there will be a there will be a fight for a new heaven and a new earth. As long as the Vikings have won a Super Bowl by that time, I'm totally fine. <laughs> I'm just I love how you, you lightened that mood so well. Yeah, you, did. <laughs> you know, listen. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's interesting though to think of. I mean, it, it, is there is there a sense of whether or not we are reaching that point, or or could that uh, war be happening right now without us even realizing it? Oh, you'd realize it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the apocalypse. Or however you want to look at, you know, the book of Revelations and everything that happens in it. There are a lot of warning indicators that will happen before that. I so, see. You're saying it's noticeable. Okay. <laughs> it, it's going to be, it's going to be very noticeable. Yeah. Got it. Mm. And, you know, a large part of the population won't be here. So. Mm. It'll be <laughs> that, clear. That's going to be hard to miss. Got it. <laughs> you mentioned demons. Is demonic possession and all that? I mean, I love The Exorcist. I love The Exorcist. Exorcist 1 and 3 are, are mm -hmm. amazing horror movies. Is demonic possession real? Yes, it is. It is very, very real. 
Um, it is very rare to be possessed by a demon when you are not willing and you're not a willing vessel. But if you make yourself a willing vessel and you invite that into yourself, absolutely possession is not only possible, but something I've personally seen. Oh, really? Um, oh, man. And it is quite intense. Yeah, I mean, it seems very serious. Um, you know, as a practitioner of black magic, are you more adept at kind of uh, removing a demon from someone versus uh, someone who would be possessed versus, you know, uh, uh, someone who subscribes to more of a standard Christian faith? You know, someone who practices black magic and deals with demons and entities on a normal basis, um, I believe that in a lot of ways we do have more command. Um, because we have that access and we have the ability to speak to them and to commune with them. Um, we, I, I would say the difference between exorcism and having somebody who does black magic excise a demon from you. I've, I've done it with several people, remove demons from them. Um, it's a gentler coaxing, mm -hmm. much more gentle. It's more of a, you're not wanted here, but there are other things that can be offered and can be done and for you to move on. But it doesn't, you know, tie you to the bed and make you vomit and levitate. And mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's the, what's the what's the goal of Lucifer to allow demonic possession? Demonic possession, like I said, is normally something that is is given. But demons are a lot like humans. They can be selfish. They can be greedy. Um, power is power. And if they have the opportunity to take something that they want, sometimes they get a little out of line. In your travels with Black Magic, you invite a lot of entities around near you. Have you ever almost been possessed or have you ever thought, oh, I'm in a bad spot? I had an experience at 17 years old where I got myself a little in over my head. I was like, you know, I'm I'm grown and I can do things. And I uh, I invited I, I thought I found an entity that I really wanted to work with. And um, it turns out this entity was more powerful and more demanding and more jealous than I had ever imagined. And I had to ask my family to help me. And because I have a coven around me and because I have that protection and that, that strength in numbers, um, I was fine. But if you're somebody who's out there practicing black magic on your own and you're messing with certain things that you don't understand and you get in over your head, please, please, please call someone. And knows what they're doing. <laughs> okay, so just one last exorcist-related question: If playing would would playing on the Ouija board by yourself, because I was always told as a kid you can't play it by yourself, and I think that that's what Reagan it was implied that she might have done in the movie is something simple like playing with the Ouija board. Is that inviting in a demon that would possess you? <laughs> no, okay. uh, the Ouija board is the Ouija board is is very very cool, um, but it is a toy, and um, there are more advanced versions of what you would call a Ouija board that exists in black magic. Oh, really? Um, find something from your local Walmart is not going to invite the devil into your home. Um, oh. what, 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 what is something like that called? I would like to just look it up and see what it looks like if possible. Um, they're made by family. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Um, we have our, we're our, we have our own ways of communicating and it's, it's done through many people in the family, uh, giving small amounts of blood and um, being able to access those answers through something that is handmade, handcarved. It has to be completely handcrafted. 
by the users. So everyone in the family participates and a new one is made every generation. Hmm. Mm. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, and we access it. We have access to it. it again, it is with the elder of my coven. Um, but we all have access to it. Do you have to get permission or does it, no, everyone would be working on it together at the same time. I would assume when it's time to use it. Uh, no, you can use it. You can use it on your own. Oh, okay. Um, it's better to use it in numbers. Um, the more power that it has behind it, the better. Um, and you can do a lot of really interesting things with them. That's, that's where the grimoires and handmade things come into so much play in black magic. Um, it's, it's pretty neat, but yeah, something you're picking up from your local Walmart is not going to get you possessed by Satan. Does it work? The Ouija boards work? Ouija boards do work. It's about the intention you have behind it. Mm-hmm. So it. you can you can properly utilize one, even being a novice. Um, but I would be careful about what you could be inviting to a degree. I mean, I've never I've never heard of anybody using a Ouija board that got themselves in over their head. Um, but I I would just approach it with reverence. It's all about intention. Yeah, uh, well, you know that 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 just reminds me. There's actually there's a there's a famous album by the Mars Volta, uh, the Bedlam and Goliath. And it is a uh, it is it is a concept album about having purchased a a, a possessed Ouija board uh, in Jerusalem. It's a very interesting oh. musical album. If you're uh, if you're interested, I'll, I'll send you a link to it later. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's very... I know some of the most powerful boards are made by uh, wood that comes from Bethlehem. Oh well, maybe there's some. Uh, so some truth to this, perhaps. So I do know that Hollywood is a whole different ball game, and it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow! That that I mean that it, it, I'll be honest. The sounds that the band makes they 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 may have had uh, some mild possessions in their organization before <laughs> having uh, uh, acquired said Ouija board. However, uh, very cool. Very cool. Oh, I'll, we'll have to talk okay. off air about that. Yes, I'll, 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 we, we got a lot to talk about. I'll send, I'll send you a lot. <laughs> I got, this, is a big, this is a big question. Um, mm, sure. But one of my problems, one of, one of the issues that caused me to leave Catholicism was the self-sacrifice, the altruism. That's the highest virtue you could possibly aspire to. And I always thought that was a load of bunk. Losing yourself, losing your identity to me seems like a crime. And But then you read in the yeah. Bible about people being possessed um, and uh, Christ, when he was uh, driving a demon out of somebody, said, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Is it yeah. six of one, half dozen of another? Are we doomed to lose our sense of self, no matter which side of the aisle we end up on in this, uh, in this whole dynamic? No, I believe that you have. A, the number one thing that Satan offers is freedom. Um, he does not like you to have to choose between your worldly desires and what's going to happen to you in the afterlife. Um, uh, it is so different from your normal Catholicism or, you know, being Baptist or Protestant. Um, instead of giving up so many things to hopefully one day attain this beautiful heaven, you get to enjoy all those things now. Um, the only thing that he asks you to give up really is a little bit of your time to give him a little bit of reverence to maybe create a small altar in your home where you leave gifts of, you know, liquor and spirits, uh, obsidian stones, herbs, um, 
things that just show that you know he he is present in your mind and light candles and say say a short prayer and that's about as much commitment as he needs from you if you offer that whole like uh enter an eternal pact with satan if you do yes. something like that you definitely have to build the altar and and pray to satan uh, yeah uh, yes um i i can't say for certain what people do after they do it but right. it does come with instruction um monday is the general day of observance and reverence um it doesn't have to be long and everybody worships in their own way which is so beautiful about satan because he doesn't have a one-size-fits-all program um you can do that in any way you want i'm an intermediary to help you feel that pact because he is so fickle and he does want to know that you are serious he wants to know that he's not going to be investing his gifts into someone that is never going to give him that respect and that dedication back because you know you don't you don't take and take and take and take mm-hmm. that's just not that's not nice <laughs> you say thank you yeah. once in a while exactly <laughs> all right um if somebody was interested what's the best way to find you to get in contact with you uh i am on etsy if my shop is called the black magic temple and um you can find me there um i love new customers i love repeat customers um i'm working on a website right now where you can reach me outside of that this is going to be blackmagictemple.com um but it is not live quite yet but i will update you guys as that goes forward (laughs) heck yeah. yeah very cool Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time and for all this insight. I feel like I have learned so much. And I mean, I th- we might see a, a Super Bowl coming to Minnesota real soon. I'm just saying. I'm oh, just I saying. I'm just saying. I would love that. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, I I really would love that. <laughs> it was so nice chatting with you, Astrid. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And don't. Oh, thank I hope you, you had so a good time. Don't curse us, please. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yes, no, no. I had a I had a wonderful time talking to you guys. Thank you for letting me. You know, share some stuff with you guys and educate people a little bit on on the way I walk in my world. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice, recommendations, or spiritual guidance. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held for damages in this life or eternal damnation in the next. As it relates to this content, Only gamble with money you can afford to lose and your eternal soul.